Hey, everybody. Welcome to the I'm a Rescue podcast. I am Tom Clark. Uh, uh, we are uh, with, <laughs> we are with, we are interviewing today Tom Clark, a fellow Tom Clarkian. Um, Tom is a uh, is based out of, uh, where are you based out of? Are you based out of San Jose? San Jose. San Jose. Uh, Tom and I met actually online when Tom uh, wanted to buy my domain name, TomClark.com. And uh, <laughs> somehow through that fight, we, uh, we forged a friendship. And uh, Tom had come out to see me, I don't know how long ago, at, at Rooster Tea Feathers. And then eventually Tom opened up a brewery in Santa Clara and had me come out <laughs> and do comedy. So I've never had, uh, who knew from a uh, domain uh, buying thing that uh, would turn into uh, this. And, uh, and then recently we ran into each other because we did a show at the, uh, at the San Jose minor league ballpark and Tom was in, the, uh, <laughs> in his car watching the gig. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah, so I mean, it was. It said. I, first of all, I have to say that was one of the best gigs I've ever done. It, it, it was good. It was. We everybody really enjoyed it, and I was. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed a couple of the the things that you did there with the uh, the whole Adobe. <laughs> that was great. With it, we're not upgrading nerds. <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> yes, you can appreciate that because Tom actually. Uh, tell me a little bit um, about your journey. I know you were born on the East Coast, but how'd you end up uh, in California? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was born in Long Island. Um, so I spent uh, the early part of my life there and then went to high school years in Connecticut, Southern Connecticut, and eventually ended up in uh, north of Boston for college and uh, got my computer science degree. And then after that was uh, contacted by Apple and recruited out into California and the rest, as they say, is, is history. So that was, uh, wow. I just celebrated actually my 30th anniversary of my first day at Apple. So I've been wow. there for a while. So recruited by a Apple, that's like uh, like Alabama recruiting a, a football player. Uh, not, not exactly the same. No, we weren't, uh, we weren't lavish with gifts or anything like that. It's basically, <laughs> I put my, this was before the World Wide Web, of course. So I put my, uh, my resume up on what well, we had these bulletin boards, the internet bulletin boards and was called the next day by somebody at Apple who happened to be a recruiter. So technically, yeah, I was recruited. <laughs> but none of the, none of the perks from- Right, Apple. yes, right. And uh, you, uh, and what, so what year was that? That was uh, late 1990. So yeah, I ended up starting in early 1991. Okay. And uh, was that, so, so at that point, where was Apple? in the whole scheme. We, we were riding a pretty good wave there for a little while. Um, the Mac was about seven years old or six years old at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, things, things were rolling pretty good. We kind of hit a brick wall somewhere in the mid nineties as uh, has been well documented <laughs> until, uh, until Steve came back to the company and kind of rescued us from there. So, yeah, so yeah. we're a rescue. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. Um, was that, so were you involved in sort of those uh, seminars you'd see with Steve Jobs and in, in leading in his black turtleneck and were you- I saw quite a few, yeah, quite a few speeches and I uh, was in a couple of different meetings here and there where um, he was he was being Steve, everybody loves Steve. And you know, we'd, we'd pass each other in the hallway and things like that. And he was always very kind. I don't, I don't really have any bad words to say about the guy. I think uh, his other reputation is, is, is pretty well documented, but- in my personal experience with him, he's, he was always fantastic. You're saying Ashton Kutcher covered it pretty well. 
I refuse to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first Steve Jobs movie, and everyone's like, "Yeah, we're gonna wait for the next one." I, I prefer my own memories instead of you know trying to relive it through somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> what did it feel uh, when he? I mean, you know, I, I I'm trying to remember the movie. Who played him in the in the one that was more nominated? Oh gosh, I can't remember. I can see his face, but I don't remember the actor's name. Yeah. Yeah, but he he. Um, did it, I mean, did it feel like historical when he was making the speech or did it just feel like another speech or? It... It's funny, you know, being, I th and I think if you talk to a lot of folks who've worked at Apple for a while, it, it's kind of, um, it's a job for one thing, right? So just like anything else, but it, every now and then you just come to work and you're like, oh my God, I work at Apple. And right. there's, there's Steve Jobs, you know, it's just like one of those things that just hits you every now and then. Mm -hmm. And uh and uh, so, so yeah, being in the same room with him and just feeling that energy um, is 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 pretty is pretty interesting and pretty dynamic. That uh, I, I've never really felt that from anybody else. Yeah. A anything you took away from that experience? That sort of whether it's Apple or Steve Jobs or whatever, is there anything that helped you later in life or, or as as you move along uh, in what you're doing? Is it any words you keep in mind? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think it, it all just it all just adds up into, into you know becoming the person that you are and I think it's just um, a matter of of uh, taking that energy and, and using it you know in, in your own way and just trying to make the company a better company and, and make better products and that's that's kind of our goal yeah you seem like a very laid-back guy and it's, <laughs> I, I come from well anybody will tell you that if you ever drive in the car with me You'll know that I, I was I grew up in New York because it <laughs> comes out. That, that's when it comes out. My accent and my uh, and my uh, yeah, my language know. definitely surfaces. But I, in the thirty years I've been in California, I've kind of become a California guy. That's good. Yeah, I, I think it mellows you. California yeah. Really yes. um, how did so? When was the transition from? So I like I said, Tom opened up a brewery called Santa Clara Valley. Santa Clara Valley, and it's actually in San Jose, which is was kind of our a little bit of our confusion there, as people thought we were in Santa Clara, but it was called, but it was in San Jose. It was called Santa Clara, and basically San Jose is in the middle of the Santa Clara Valley, right? Santa Clara County. Right, right. So anyway, yeah. So and yeah, that started when I was. Uh, I, I'd always been a home brewer, like ever since. I don't know when I probably when I first moved out here mm -hmm. um, and I was interested in craft beer and there's craft beer has kind of ridden a couple of waves up and down over the years, you know, and in the like around 2009 or so, it was kind of on its way up again. And uh, I remember, you know, bitching to a couple of friends of mine about how um, there's no good craft beer in San Jose, right? With the third largest city in the state, 10th largest city in the country. And, you know, you got to go to San Diego or Seattle to find a cluster of, of good breweries. And, you know, I, so I ended up taking their advice, which was, well, why don't you just shut up and build one? Um, <laughs> so I foolishly took their advice, maybe more as a challenge. And, uh, and, and uh, through a friend of a friend, met my, my partner who was a career brewer, had a bunch of medals and, you know, um, and that's, that's what we did. So we created the brewery. Wow. So that, that, and this was in addition to being at Apple. Yeah. I still have my, my quote unquote day job. Okay. So this was just a side project that kind of blew up. That's a pretty good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it 
We started pretty small and we just contract brewed for a while, which is what a lot of successful breweries do. They just pay somebody else to make their brew, to make their beer for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we decided, well, hey, why don't we just build out our own place and, you know, take out a huge loan and get into debt and <laughs> and just try to keep up with that. And uh, ultimately, ultimately it failed, but it was a fun experience. Yeah. Was well, so? He, what year did you open the brewery? What time? The actual building? Uh, that was 2015, I think. Yeah. Okay. And then you ended up selling it off to another. Yeah. So there's a, a new a new group of guys there who who bought it from us, and uh, they're doing great. You know, despite everything that happened last year, they're still still running and uh, and still still doing well. But uh, yeah. yeah, they were a couple of, a couple of home brewers, or, or pro home brewers. You know, there's kind of this little strata of homebrewers and they were kind of on the more pro level of that and okay. decided to come in and, and you know take their chances and, <laughs> it's and a great it. location if you're ever in uh that area san jose it's near san jose state uh, uh the university campus is over there well it's, it's the sports fields are down that area yeah and we have sharks ice down there where the sharks do their their on ice practices oh wow and um and also the uh the uh, ballpark, the San Jose Giants ballpark, where you were. Okay, and is that um, what was I going to say about that? that was that uh, was was it hard to to get that location, or was it just readily available? Um, I looked around. We both looked around quite a bit, and we actually toured a few other places. And then magically, that place just opened up, which was great because it was in an, in an area that was also near another large brewery called Hermitage, which is where Steve had worked on and off, uh, my, my partner, uh, mm-hmm. through the years. Um, so we had a pretty good uh, location being in that kind of a, almost like a brewery district, if you will, um, kind of got that going. So yeah, it ended up being a great, a great place to, to install that. And what, what do you, what's your, what do you feel your greatest contribution to the beer world is? Like what beer did you come up with that you feel like, yeah. This uh, was- probably the first, the first one was Electric Tower IPA. Okay. Uh, it was a nice, a good West Coast IPA before this hazy craze came along um, uh, that everybody's so hot on these days. Um, just, to, you know, in the tradition of a Lagunitas or, or one of those types of beers. And uh, it was the first beer that we made and it was our flagship. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, if, if it was still around, it would still be great. <laughs> I believe that's the one I got in trouble for where you had the, on the back wall of the, uh, where we were doing a stand-up inside the brewery. <laughs> There's a big antenna. I just kept calling it a big antenna. Right, yes, that would be that would be the electric tower from uh, the history of that is that it was in around 1880 or in 1890 in San Jose, they built this huge tower in the middle of town and put lights on top of it to make it kind of an icon mm-hmm. of, uh, of the valley. And uh, it was like the brewery, it was ultimately a failure, but um, it, it fell down in a windstorm in 1915 because it got all rusted out and everything, but um, right. but it was it was kind of cool for a while, I suppose. Yeah. So your is your beer no longer available anywhere, or can you do you still? No, we we brewed our last batch uh, last March or so, and we were kind of showing the new guys around the place and how to use the equipment. We did kind of a a, a brew together, and uh, yeah, I funny thing though, I had some in the fridge. Uh, our, our, our hefeweizen. I had a couple of cans in the fridge, and I had the last one about three or four days ago. Okay. And, and so it was like a year. It was like a year and a month old since that was brewed, and um, it held up. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you gave us a bunch of beer before we left, and it was great. I mean, it's. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool that you did it. You know, I, I actually wrote a uh, a pilot about a brewery. 
called. I think, I think you contacted me about that. We might have, we were talking about maybe shooting some, uh, some scenes there. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about, uh, shooting. I'm still thinking about the shooting. It's a whole, you know, it's such a endeavor, just like you said, <laughs> it can be a, uh, it's, it's a lot involved with it. And it's like, you take up the project, you don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's sort of the, what, what was the premise of the whole thing? I've gone through a few premises. The, the latest one is that uh, uh, there's a guy who, uh, this is a different character, he plays a comedian who basically kind of loses it on an airplane trip. He takes his Xanax and drinks and, and kind of goes off. And there's a viral video of him uh, kind of saying, you know who I am and this sort of thing. And he ends up uh, back home in Milwaukee, opens, wants to open up a brewery, uh, finds out that there's, it's so expensive. And then he has an old childhood friend played by me, who's kind of a, kind of a QAnon follower, conspiracy theorist, <laughs> who, he's, who he somehow feels like he can bring this guy on board. He just inherited money from his, his aunt passing away. They're going to open up a brewery uh, with his help. So now, it's sort of like he's got to take this kind of weird guy on board in order to open the brewery. So I, I kind of wanted to deal with sort of present day circumstances in a comedic way. Um, and, uh, and I don't know. So I, so I wrote it. I actually wrote it uh, about a month and a half ago. It was a whole new version from what I had had before. So, um, so yeah, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. I, I need to kind of plot out what the, you know what the overall series is going to be but uh yeah it's been uh it's gone through a lot of incarnations <laughs> yeah um what was i going to ask about uh so what about for you uh the name tom clark what um positive experience negative experience what's what's your <laughs> feeling on the name tom clark um uh, it's a curse you know as you know <laughs> but uh um, no, I mean, overall, I, I've always had one problem with my name in that it is, it, it's, it's, it's very blunt. It's, it's just two monosyllabic words, right? Tom right. Clark. It doesn't flow, right? It's not a Elizabeth Mastri Antonio or anything. It doesn't sound, <laughs> you know, really floral or anything like that. So um, one thing we did when, when my daughter was born, my wife and I had some criteria about a name and we were going to name her. And my, two of my criteria, one was her first name had to be more than one syllable. So it didn't have that boom, boom. Um, right. sound. And also no alliteration, right? So no Kathy Clark or, or Corinne Clark or anything like that. So right. those were the two. So we, we settled on a better name. And, uh, but overall that's kind of been, oh, there's also, and I know we'll, we're gonna talk about other Tom Clarks, but um, one of the other ones, uh, the other Tom Clarks that comes up a lot is the popcorn guy. Oh yeah. Have you yeah. seen those? Every, every I don't know, six months or a year, I get an email from somebody or a Facebook post or even um, at work, somebody left a bag of popcorn on my office door saying, hey, look what I found. Like, they're the first ones to find it. Right. And I'm like, yes, I know. I know this popcorn <laughs> with my name on it. Thank you. you know? <laughs> uh, same, exact same. I get the Tom Clark popcorn guy um, <laughs> all the time. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, you're not the first one to come up with that joke. Um, <laughs> The one I was getting for a while was there's a Tom Clark who I think he passed away. He made gnomes. Oh yeah, yeah, the gnome guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I would get 
quick question about you know your elfin gnome now is this gnome meant to symbolize oh, really just randomly out of nowhere so people would contact you and ask you about them <laughs> like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> have you the seen first... my website it has nothing to do with gnomes <laughs> right i have a gnome joke i don't know what uh... <laughs> you should yeah and he uh, puts a penny in each one or he put a penny or something i, I think or, it was embedded in each one of his statues yeah that was kind of his thing yeah it's uh yeah, I, I the one thing with my name is that, like you said, the Tom Clark. But my my mom named me Tom Michael Clark. Uh, so she, her th her theory was, oh, if you didn't like your first name, you could just be Michael Clark. Michael <laughs> okay. So I, do you have a middle name? Clifford. Clifford. <laughs> my grandfather's name. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. After uh, that one, I don't think. Tom Clifford Clark. That's a good. Uh, that's a good one. Cliff, see, Cliff Clark, that's even worse, right? Because that's alliteration <laughs> and it's and it's two, two monosyllables. Sounds like a horse. Cliff Clark, Cliff Clark. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's, uh, yeah, so, you know, my, but you're the first Tom Clark I've interviewed, but, uh, you know, I, I have, I'm also friends with another guy, Tom Clark, who runs the Professional Bowlers Association. Um, so I want to interview him. Um, and then who's the other one? Then there's another one who's an actor who I always get, like if I go in for an audition, it'll be like, okay, you know, click here on your headshot. And it's like, okay, that's not me. That <laughs> different guy. So, um, and I also, he's also a voiceover guy. So I'll get like, hey, can you do this voice again for Adult Swim? And I'll be like, I could, it's not me though. <laughs> uh, so he's another guy I want to interview. And, uh, and then I get like, Re releasing my album, I had a bunch of apparently musicians named Tom Clark who haven't registered. So I, they are all on my YouTube page for some reason. Mm. Uh, Tom Clark and the High Action Boys. Um, so um, you could you could put a band together with them. All <laughs> Tom really, Clark's, you know, that would be good. <laughs> Tom Clark's. <laughs> That's the only criteria. No musicianship, just be named Tom Clark. It'll work. Uh, but yeah, I, I, so I think that's uh, yeah, that's one thing I want to do. Yeah, the popcorn guy would be uh, would be another guy to get. I'd love to do like a partnership or something. Like maybe I can get popcorn I can hand out, sell during the show. Oh right, yeah, totally. Thanks. Get a uh, kind of a yeah, get a uh, sponsorship thing with them. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing is that's what you get as a birthday present is like the top. Hey, I got you this Tom Clark. <laughs> I don't want a giant can of caramel corn that I get fat on. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been tough. But uh, so yeah, I wanted to talk to you about uh, this is this is a worse Tom Clark I found. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Uh, his name is Mountain Tom Clark. You familiar with this guy? Oh, is that the, uh, the guy <laughs> from the Civil War, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, him. I, well, yeah, I mean, it's, I, a long time ago, I heard about it. It's something about. So the one thing I remembered was he was in both armies and deserted <laughs> from each one. Right. Now that's an accomplishment right there. <laughs> yeah, he's just such an asshole. <laughs> out of both armies. And, and I look at the guy, I don't know. I'll, I'll I've never seen a picture of him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that mustache. I don't, he looks... He looks pretty harmless. He just looks like that <laughs> he's kind of one of those devious, harmless guys, right? I mean, he could be a little bit scraggly and come at you when you're not looking, right? Yeah. 
got a nice, nice head of hair, though. Nice. Uh, yeah, I got that going for him. Fashionable. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's uh, he was part of the. Uh, what was the name of his gang? Well, he, oh, this is good. He was with one. Uh, he was with uh, the most notorious gang in the area, and the gang was called Clifton Shebang. <laughs> okay, that was a notorious. Gang. A band called Clifton Shebang once. So, oh, really? Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were called the Buggers. The Buggers. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, he he murdered like nineteen people uh, with his gang, I guess, and uh, and they actually. Um, he was put in jail. He was convicted of his crime. And then the townspeople were like, screw that. We're going to drag this guy out of jail. And I think they hung him. The, the townspeople just overran the prison. Oh, nice. Dragged him out. And uh, let's see. So uh, this was the interesting thing. The burial legend. Uh, let's see. Where does it say? Uh, let me see. Oh, <laughs> So they said that they uh, they buried him near an old field near the town, but a legend begun in the 1930s or uh, has it that one of the men on the burial to detail remembered hearing Tom Clark boast that no one ever run over Tom Clark. So he got the idea to bury the outlaw outside the cemetery underneath East Tennessee Street so that everyone would run over Tom Clark. <laughs> Take that, you bastard. <laughs> How horrible are you that after your death, right, like, right? This isn't enough. This is hopefully there's a speed bump or something right there. And <laughs> make sure you back up over again. Yeah. So I, I, my dad actually just gave me the the history of the Clarks, and uh, I think we we go all the way back to England, but we got some Scottish, and where, where is your? Uh, I mean, we go back. You know, we go over. I don't know from whatever, he was able to go all the way back to the 1700s. Have you done your family tree history? I am actually very interested in the ancestry, yes. And uh, here's something that's gonna blow your mind. My fifth grandfather, um, Francis Lewis, on, on that side of the family, signed the Declaration of Independence. Wow. So he came over here from Wales in the mid 1700s and was uh, you know, New York aristocracy guy and uh, um, he was one of the two representatives from from uh, from New York to sign the Declaration of Independence, and wow. so the 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 Lewises, Morgan Lewis, his son, was the first governor of New York, mm -hmm. and then uh, there was a you know for about a hundred years or so there was a a, a nice nice uh, aristocracy coming around New York and you know landowners and I'm sure they had slaves so hey go us and uh, and then. Uh, but it all kind of went south around 1870 something when uh, one of the daughters in the in the, in the Lewis family hired uh, uh, married some uh, house painter named Tom named uh, I'm sorry uh, Edward Clark. Okay. From parts unknown. So <laughs> we don't know. I'm sure I'm sure it was all the talk in the, on the circuit right on the, on the Park Avenue. It's like, what did you hear? What happened? To her? And, right. So she married outside of the Aristotle. Exactly. Yeah. Just found, you know, they ran away and they were in love or something. And so, yeah. So here am I. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah. It so, all worked out for the better, I guess. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting uh, to go back. How, how did you do your, you just go through ancestry.com? on ancestry. And actually I'm um, growing up. My grandmother, my dad's mother always talked about something about a uh, signer of the declaration of independence. So there's always that, was never really clear on the whole thing, even though, you know, growing up, 
uh, in New York, if you've ever driven around Queens, you've driven probably on the Francis Lewis Parkway. So, I oh, mean, the guy's wow. name is right there on the sign. Um, <laughs> I guess that was him. Any perks to being, uh, you ever like stand by the Declaration of Independence? You <laughs> pick up chicks or something back in the day? <laughs> like my ass got. Um, I, uh, I could be part of the organization called like the Sons of the American Revolution. Oh, wow. But you have to be sponsored and you have to go to meetings and it's like, I don't have the time for this. <laughs> I like what your ancestor had to do to be in the American Revolution. Like, I can't really attend a lot of these meetings. <laughs> I'm doing a crossword puzzle. You know, I got things to do. <laughs> so you're like, if the American Revolution happened, you'd be like, ah, guys, not a good time for me. I, I got a horse to shoe. It's a whole... Actually, his wife was kidnapped by the British and held hostage for like, I don't know, three months or something like that. It was not an easy oh my fight God. for them, you know, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, just, you know, how much do you want? You, you know, I'm sorry, you know, like, <laughs> you want some popcorn? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I, I, I love the, I mean, sometimes you find out weird, like I'll probably find out I'm related to Mountain Tom Clark at some point. <laughs> that would be great, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I always wonder that, uh, yeah, well, I'd be curious if, uh, if, if we have any family that connects the clerks, um, but you're mainly English, English, Irish, a little bit of German in there. I mean, my, my mom's side of the family is pretty much hundred percent Irish, but yeah. 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 My parents, my ancestors messed around all over the place. It was English, <laughs> England, Ireland, Scotland. Because I know a lot of, a lot of folks originally settled up in the Milwaukee you know, area in Wisconsin and, and the, the north. Yeah. Maybe. If you are, have you been to like, have you been to Germany and have you been to Milwaukee? I've been to Germany or okay. Uh, no, never Germany. <laughs> That's a weird question. <laughs> have you been to Germany or Milwaukee? Uh, this, yeah. I, I drove through Germany for about ten minutes on my way to to uh, the Netherlands. Okay. Uh, so yeah, not a lot of exposure there. And and Milwaukee, I think I drove through Milwaukee on my way to. Uh, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, or something. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I, don't, I don't know the whole area, but no. Answer your question. No. <laughs> a dumb question, to be honest. <laughs> I, I should have just said that Germany and Wisconsin look very similar. If you go to uh, to both, they both. I mean, obviously, the beer and sausage alone. Will mm -hmm. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I that, spent, was, that like, was a big drawback then, I guess, for the Germans. They're like, oh, a lot of beer and sausage. We'll go. We'll go there. <laughs> That's, that was our selling point for the Midwest. We like beer and I mean, the East Coast and West West Coast has the weather. East Coast has the right. intellectual people, but uh, we got beer and sausage. And a lot of the Nordic folks ended up in Minnesota, right? Because they're like, hey, one of you know, a vast wasteland of, of just a bunch of snow and, and lakes. And like, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. I, I think Daniel Tosh has a good joke about like uh, people that he had a joke about Nebraska. He's like, and he says, this place sucks. And he goes, <laughs> he's like, I can't help it if your ancestors were too lazy to go. <laughs> to <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> like, oh, we're good here. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. It, it, and you, uh, you enjoy the choice you made to come out this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I always, I always tell the story that when we got on the plane in Boston, it was February and it was sleeting and, you know, 32 degrees or whatever it was. And, landed in San Jose and it was like 72 degrees and sunny and you know I'm like oh, yeah, I'm never going back <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's how I am too it's uh 
Yeah, Steph, Steph always is like, oh, Milwaukee looks beautiful, like, in the snow. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I delivered newspapers in the right. dead of winter. Yeah. And it's not. Everything looks great when it first snows or it's snowing and it's nice and quiet. And, it, you right. know, and it's like three days later when the snow is all black and, you know, you're still <laughs> shoveling crap off of your front porch. And, right. You know, like, it, you know, would you have that in, in in grade school? I don't know if you if the, they had the playgrounds and they would move all the snow into snow banks and then you would tackle each other on the snow. And then eventually it would just, because <laughs> it was tarred playground, it would just be this black. Or yeah, it would get hot and then it would, it would get would get warm a little bit and then it would freeze overnight. And next thing you know, you you know, kids have like uh, big gashes in their head because they, <laughs> they thought they could dive into the snow bank and it's just a big ice cube <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it it truly i think i think it's a good foundation to grow up in the midwest but i think at some point it's like you got to get out of there it's just, right right yeah it's yeah good for you uh that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to get my dad to move out here he, his is uh this is i probably won't have this out april 21st but his birthday is today april 21st oh. uh, so he's uh 95 today wow. uh, your your parents still Around. Yeah, they, they retired to Arizona. Oh, nice. After New York and Connecticut and uh, just enjoying however much you can enjoy Arizona. <laughs> we were just there last week. We were in Glendale. Okay, yeah. And uh, like a different country. I don't, I don't know how it is up in San Jose, but here in, here in LA, it's very masks, uh, very, you know, oh, right. only a few people allowed in places. You can't sit down and eat. But in Glendale, I was, I was like, it's like, was like entering like South Korea from North Korea. It's like all this freedom, like people are, kids are running through the water fountain and uh, dance music and, and packed uh, bars. And there was an ax throwing place next door. So, oh God. Yeah. So I, I was like, we were just like, are, were we like overly cautious or is this? It's weird. You see it from around different places in the country. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, I've always erred on the side of being very cautious. And, you know, a, a friend of mine from work said he hasn't left his house in 400 days. Wow. Or hasn't left his property because he, he has some health issues and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, you don't even want to go for a drive or <laughs> at least, you know, <laughs> no, I know what it looks like out there. You know, I don't have to go for a drive. I'm fine. Oh, so yeah. he's just waiting for, you know, to get fully vaxxed and everything. And then, um, you know, we're slowly coming back to, "Quote unquote normal," which for better or worse, right? Right. I mean, you know, we had, we had a, I think we had a pretty good chance here to kind of turn things around and and turn this world into a nice place, and we just kind of waited for it to get shitty again, and mm -hmm. now we're and now we're just fine bringing that back. Yeah, didn't I? I thought I thought it would be like a rebirth, like the Renaissance or something that we'd all get out there and it would be back to normal, and or not back to normal, but it would be like. People have new attitudes and new ideas. Yeah, a little more utopian, right? I mean, it's like close the roads off and plant grass. And, right. And it's like, no, we just want to get back to, you know, whatever it is we get back to. I don't know what like it is. Throwing axes and... and <laughs> throwing, yeah, drinking beer and throwing axes at the same time. It, it, it goes hand in hand. <laughs> Why can't I do this? <laughs> so it, it was interesting going there. and uh, But I talked to a woman who was, who was a teacher there, and she said that... Uh, it's it's not like this everywhere it's like this is like its own beast uh people Just in that area you mean or, or yeah glendale is, i mean we were at a mall so that probably didn't anyone who's going to a mall still it's like all right right yeah 
Um, um, you know, my parents talk about, because they live in an area with a lot of retirees and uh, and those folks are like, you know, I'll talk to my parents and they'll be like, oh yeah, we're going to play bridge with our friends tonight. And, you know, they'll, 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 they'll send me a picture and they're done, nobody's wearing a mask. And, and this is months ago, like before the vaccines came out and stuff. Right. And I'm like, how are you still alive? I mean, <laughs> how does this work? Are they, are they in Sun City or, or not? Right around there, yeah. Yeah, I've done shows out at uh, the Sun City Retirement. I do a lot of the big rooms there, Tom. I don't know if you know. I understand, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of demand. <laughs> right. <laughs> Retirement communities, minor league baseball parks, anywhere right. where people have Well, you know, you got to find a place to work blue. And I, I think those retirement <laughs> communities are the perfect, a lot of response. Right. You, you were a big, uh, I know you, I think the last time we talked, uh, in person was at, at the Santa Clara Brewing and uh, you were a big concert goer back in the day, right? I, I tried to get to my share, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen some pretty major, major bands, right? Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I, I first started going to concerts when I was in my teens in Long Island in 76, 77. My, actually, my first concert was Kiss in 1975. Um, right before Kiss Alive came out. So like almost like nobody really knew who they were then, but they were a New York band and and, mm -hmm. and my friends all got into them. So we saw them in a very small club in Long Island. And wow. I saw folks like, uh, I don't know, uh, I saw Eddie Money open up for Robin Trower, which was kind of a weird show. <laughs> but uh, in 1977, before anybody knew who, who Eddie Money was, but uh, wow. it, was, it was funny. Anyway, so yeah, through the years, tried to get to as much as I could. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool to see. You never did you ever see Steve Martin live? No, no. Well, that would have been amazing. Yeah, no. That, that's uh, we saw him with uh, when him and Martin Short were on tour. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I yeah. If if you if they do it again, uh, definitely go to it. It's it's uh, just to see those two and Martin Short's ability to commit to like physicality and just falling down and putting on dressing like a woman and like mm -hmm. he just has no like comedy is in his blood he's so so fantastic it's like always on right yeah right and steve martin of course is great I and mean, that's pretty much who i modeled myself after from the start so um so yeah uh anything uh to plug for you i don't know do you are you uh are you do you do like computer consulting or anything like that or why do you need a website <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Just because everyone had one. Okay. <laughs> it's like, why not? So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I went, I went hunting around and typed in tomclark.com and I was like, who's this clown? And, uh, <laughs> it's literally a clown. <laughs> that was, but that was a long time ago. Um, yeah. So we've moved on. Yeah. We've moved on from that. Yes. <laughs> and what did, what did you end up getting? I forgot. Oh, I just, uh, I have a personal one that I just use so that I can make fake email addresses when I'm signing up for things <laughs> and stuff like that. So nothing really, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to promote really, except buy new IMAX. We just introduced new IMAX and they're fantastic. Oh, okay. I'm on an IMAX right now. There you go. Um, hey, oh, this is a good question. <laughs> has nothing to do with uh, my wife's uh, laptop. It won't uh, charge. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> Uh, so it's like the you work for Apple, you're everybody's tech support at the same time. So <laughs> people love to hear this. <laughs> but she's trying to plug it in and it won't uh, receive the charge. I don't know if it's the magnet or if it's the and the computer works fine, but it's not connecting the charge thing. Is that a part I need to order or is that I think you just need to buy another one, a new computer. 
And, and when and when that one's then they just buy another one and just keep buying new ones. Might be like Steve Jobs type trick that you <laughs> learned in uh, one of those seminars. Keep that stock going up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Always be selling. Always be selling. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's awesome. Thank you, Tom, for doing this. You're my my first Tom Clark, and hopefully I'll have a few more, and we'll uh, we'll all compare Tom Clark stories. Maybe one day we'll have a big Zoom meeting and uh, and all Tom Clark each other. Or we'll do the band. You play an instrument? No, not at all. Mm. I, I like music. I love music. I've tried to be a drummer in the past. I've I've tried to play guitar and everything, but just don't really have the uh, the ability. But uh, I'm, I'm an appreciator of it. We can give you like a tambourine or something. You can be that guy. Yeah, I can do the Davy Jones thing, right? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just look good with your long lock. <laughs> Wear some velvet, you know. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Tom, uh, for joining us. And uh, such a great, uh, so great to talk to the Tom Clarks of the world. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, keep uh, subscribing or keep subscribing. To, you just subscribe once to our podcast. And, but uh, leave us some nice reviews. We'd appreciate it.